Good morning, listeners, and welcome to Mercury, a broadcast of hope. It's been 62 days since we came back on the air. I'm Dr. Rosalind Clark here with Agnes Drew, who is just so excited to talk about her favorite subject in the whole world, aren't you, Agnes? Yep, super excited. Today is a long-awaited broadcast about aluminum cans and their various reuses. Riveting. Agnes, last time I tried to do an informative episode on this topic, you hijacked the episode for yourself. You promised me that when we finally got back to it, you would try to be cheerful and focus. I remember, Dr. Clark. I'm just teasing. I actually am excited about today's broadcast. I don't have a whole lot of expertise in practical knowledge, but there is one thing I am good at. Can candles. We'll let that be the grand finale to this episode. I have some other ideas I want to share first. For all of these, you'll need a clean can with no dangerous edges. If you've got a can opener you've been using, that's great. Your edges on the top of the can will still be sharp, but uh, if you've been resorting to some creative ways to open them up, yours might be a little worse. Either way, you really want to file down the edges to smooth them out using sandpaper or a steel file. Then thoroughly clean the can so it's ready for alternative use. The great thing about cans is that they are metal. They aren't going to disintegrate or melt on you, so they can hold liquids as well as heat sources. If you still have a supply of coal or charcoal, burning it inside a can gives you an opportunity for a grill. You can lay anything across the top of the can that you would lay food on, either a baking rack, a skewer, or something you've fashioned from any other type of metal. A coat hanger, for example, can be bent into a zigzag shape and laid across the can to support food laid directly on top of it. Or it can be left straight and used like a spit across a fire. You can even set a can on top of your grill can and boil water in the top can. You can? You can. It's also relatively easy to punch holes in cans, meaning you can attach handles or, by punching many holes in the bottom, turn them into a colander or a filter. We've also turned them into fishing lures. Yes. The shine of a really clean can is remarkably attractive to fish in the water. And the malleable nature of the metal, especially of the can's lid, makes it so easy to turn them into anything else. You can also leave the edges of the lid sharp and use them as a cutting tool. Just fold them in half so you have a blunt side to hold on to. Is it candles time? It can be canned candles time. Great. To make candles, you really could use a lot of different kinds of receptacles, but what we've found most plentiful are the cans. They're metal so they won't burn or melt, and we've accumulated quite a lot due to our dependence on canned food, especially in the earlier days. Dr. Clark has already talked about how to prepare your can for this, so I'll jump right into the wax. If you have some used-up candles already that have no more wick left to them but have extra wax left over, save up enough to make a candle out of all the scraps of candle combined. But if you don't have any wax, there's a great alternative out there. Crisco. Any vegetable shortening, really. It doesn't really expire. If you see a date on your shortening, it's usually just a manufacturing date and not an expiration date, so don't worry. It's not like you're eating these candles anyway. If you come across a general store or supermarkets, there's more often than not some shortening left behind. It's not something that people see as a food in its own right or something medicinal, so it gets a little overlooked, which is great for us. You'll also need a string for your wick and a washer or something to weigh the string down at the bottom of the can until the shortening rehardens around it. You will also need to melt the shortening to liquefy it so it can fill the shape of your tin can. Luckily, you can do this right inside it, before adding the wick, but be careful because, like any metal, the can will get hot. But that's really it. Find some Crisco or old candle wax, put it in a can, put the can over a heat source, wait till the shortening or wax is melted, add a wick, and keep the wick upright until it's dried. Voila! 
a can candle. Agnes, do you want to tell the listeners what makes yours so special? Sure, Dr. Clark. It may seem a little silly. These are survival candles, after all, but after I started making them, I realized how much I missed my scent of candles at home. And when I was pulling Crisco off the shelf in the baking aisle, I just happened to notice something that gave me an idea. Vanilla extract. Now the station smells like Christmas cookies. We try to be sparing with how often we light the candles with vanilla extract in them so the scent doesn't lose its magic. But it's amazing. Vanilla extract is another thing like shortening that probably didn't make it onto the top of most people's scavenging lists. So I hope everyone can find some if they want to try this themselves. And like Crisco, pure vanilla extract doesn't expire. You really care about expiration dates, don't you? I was never too concerned, but I wouldn't want anyone to avoid trying this because they were worried. Without electricity, making your own light sources is so imperative. And the vanilla extract tip is just a little gift from me to our loyal listeners. Can we wrap up this broadcast? Consider it in the can. For Mercury, a broadcast of hope, I'm Dr. Rosalind Clark with Agnes Drew. Take care of each other.